Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. Hello, people. This is Rahasia, Rahasia Uncensored with the Spiritual Activist radio show on BBS. And we also have a YouTube channel. And I'd just like to give a little bit of an intro here because, folks, we are in trouble on this planet. And you've been hearing it from me and a lot of other people for a few years now. And I have to tell you, if things don't change, things are either going to get a lot, lot worse or a lot, lot better. And it's up to us. We have a, new, a window here. And we can't just say, let's get back to normal, because back to normal, that's what got us to where we're at right now, which is in deep shit. We're, we're in trouble here on the planet. I don't think too many people really realize it. They realize the immediate problem, but they, they're not really seeing where this is heading. And we're heading for a totalitarian, total global lockdown dominance of this planet. We have to resist, we have to resist. And by me saying things like this could have me deplatformed and taken off the air. And how does that work with the, the freedom of speech? We're, we're in a situation right now where if we all don't stand up and resist what is going on, we're all going to get mowed down. And I, I think it's time to wake up. Like, I'll give you my personal, uh, opinion based upon a lot of researchers and doctors and people coming out with what's going on with the COVID-19. I really, when it's all laid out, now we have to assume that the COVID-19 isn't a militarized virus that is deadly and, and secretly waiting to come in to do whatever it's going to do. If this is just another genetically modified virus sent out into the world by accident or on purpose, whatever, that's one thing. And if that's the case, it should just run its course. They're always talking about herd. We are the herd. Let it, let it go through the herd so we can build up some immunity so we don't have to do this every year and every fall and every time a virus comes out. Yes. It's going to do away with a lot of, and I, I don't mean to undermine the importance of this, but a lot of elderly people, obese people, people with diabetes and several ongoing uh, illnesses. But if we would let it run its course and we still had our infrastructure, our finances, our, our, our financial stability, we could target those groups which is only less than 20% of the population that needs attention. But instead, what have we done? We've locked everybody up. We're depleting our immune system. There's even way too many things going on in the conspiracy world to get into right here. But I think you're gonna enjoy this conversation with Carl Kalaman. I first became aware with him when I, his book came out about the 2012, the Mayan prophecy and everything. So maybe it's time that we listen to some of the ancient ancestors that we have because they managed to have civilizations that went on for thousands of years. 
we're going to be lucky if we hit 200 years. We, we have totally messed up this planet in less than 200 years. And we don't have time to spare right now. If we don't do something different, drastically different to make this planet more equitable, the, the people on this planet are going to rise up against the system. And they're at the gates right now. They're at the gates. So let's listen to Carl and see what he has to say. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to check back. All right, today we're going to be interviewing Carl Kalaman and his website is www.kalaman.com. And his latest book is called The Quantum Science of Psychedelics, The Pineal Gland, Multidimensional Reality, and Mayan Cosmology. And it's uh, published by Bear and Company, which is a uh, part of Inner Traditions, which is my favorite publisher, by the way. Uh, Carl Kalaman, PhD, has dedicated his life to identifying the underlying evolutionary processes that govern human history and our individual lives. This is a groundbreaking exploration of how psychedelics and quantum science are vital to understanding the evolution of consciousness and reality. It also explains why altered states of consciousness exist and describes how quantum waves rather than DNA molecule have been the driving force behind biological and historical evolution. And also explains how psychedelics interact with the human mind. And I think what we're gonna be talking about today is the current world situation with a lockdown of whole countries based on a so-called pandemic of the COVID-19 virus, which brings up questions about the evolution of consciousness and where we are meant to go in the future. His work during the past 25 years has been about developing a microcosmic quantum theory by means of which we can understand from a higher perspective what is going on and what our opinions are when it comes to charting a path forward. Microcosmic quantum theory explains all aspects of evolution, biological, economic, technological, spiritual, and mental, and is currently important for the future building of humanity. So we're going to be talking to Carl right now. Hello, you do, how are you doing, Carl? Fine. Thank you, Rahasya. Yeah, I, I think one of the things I would like to get into, because I've, I've actually talked to Bruce Lipton about this. Uh, he developed epigenetics, and he talks a lot about uh, DNA being a guiding force, but he says, however, we have to remember that the DNA is affected by outer vibrations and energy. So, and, and that brings in something for me, I've, I've read some of your books in the past, even reviewed a couple of them. And what it really reminds me of is there are waves in human evolution and human history that nothing historically explains that from within the civilizations and the society itself. It's almost like there's an outer influence that is rhythmic. And I would like to get your perspective about that and how that enters into what's happening in today's world with COVID-19. Oh yeah, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> well, there are many uh, sort of topics to embedded in this introduction that you made. Um, well, I, I think um, I should start by saying that I probably would go 
uh, it's good, you know, Bruce Lipton and I have uh, had a common uh, idea. We both professional biologists and both want to downplay the role of the DNA, I think. And that's quite unusual. You know, you, 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 you certainly don't have it by many professional biologists, but also among people in general, there is this idea that uh, the DNA is something that uh, determines uh, our every traits and how we are shaped like human beings or any other biological species have come into existence. That there is some kind of a uh, code pattern in the DNA that determines our biology. And I reject that view. I think uh, uh, the, the, the role of, of DNA is, is much, much less. And uh, the, the actual uh, driving forces when it comes to shaping biological uh, organism, uh, uh, including ourselves, is then really the kind of waves of creation that many ancient peoples would uh, see as, uh, as crucial for their existence. And uh, the, the ancients would talk about these as serpents, mostly. You would also find, in, for instance, in, in China especially, that they would talk about serpentine dragons. But that's a little bit beside the point. But these would be sort of invisible entities, beings that they experienced that were moving somehow in a serpentine way. And what I uh, track down here is really based on the Mayan calendar. It becomes understandable that these waves, these serpents are actually what we today with our language would call, talk about as quantum waves. And that we, if we start to track down the ups and downs of these waves in accordance to what we know from the Mayan calendar, we can actually see that uh, everything matches up. Uh, all evolution actually is in, in the big scale of things uh, really uh, adheres to these particular wave movements. It's like sine waves that are sometimes creating ups in uh, in creativity, in cosmic creativity, and sometimes creates downs in, in cosmic creativities. And in my view, uh, DNA then uh, that you brought up is, is, has been vastly exaggerated in, in the mythology of modern science, you might say. It's just there to fill in the gaps when it comes to certain proteins and, and so, so forth, or actually all proteins that are formed in our body, but really has very little to do with how we become the human beings that we are with the kind of uh, mental capacities th that we have and, uh, and so forth. And uh, one of the things that I'm pointing out to substantiate that claim is really that mm, Nowadays, the, a large number of different organisms have been uh, sequenced when it comes to their DNA. 
And it turns out that whether you are a human being or if you're just a millimeter long uh, uh, nematode or, or any animal in between, we all basically have 20,000 genes. Uh, very little variation, they all have 20,000 genes. And nobody is going to tell me that a nematode of a size of a millimeter without any kind of mentality on a, on a human scale would be commensurate in complexity with a human being. So there is something fundamentally wrong. Everybody should be able to agree with that. And this is based on um, the Human Genome Project and, on, and the uh, associated uh, projects in order to de determine the, 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 uh, the nature of, of any specific uh, uh, organism. Uh, and uh, so where this takes us uh, is then really, to, in my view anyway, to the realization that there are other forces, other wave movements that are actually instrumental when it comes to shaping, uh, first of all, the, the biological nature of, of any given species, including ourselves. But more than that, uh, the, all the, the, the various um, mental capacities, the spiritual aspects, the technological creativity of human beings, et cetera, et cetera, are fundamentally conditioned by wave movements that have been ignored for hundreds of years in, in, in the modern world, but they, that the ancients were fully aware of and would refer to as serpents, dragons, or, or as in the case of the Maya, as plumed serpents, some invisible uh, wave movement coming in, into the sky. And I suggest that in order to understand if everything comes out, every, all of creation as we know it comes out of such serpents, in order to find out where we can possibly go at the present time, we will have to study these uh, wave movements. And I refer to that particular study as macrocosmic quantum theory. It's another kind of quantum theory. It's one that operates on the larger scale of, of the universe and not really only on the subatomic levels. So if, if you take everything that you're talking about right now, how does, because I've been reading about viruses obviously lately, I've, my interest has been going into that. Virus seems to be playing an important part of our historical evolution also. Um, sort of, if it was a natural virus, but it seems like this virus was manipulated in a lab. So I'm not too sure how much that pertains to a natural evolution of mankind. What do you think is really going on right now in reference to your perspective from what you know, what do you think is going on right now beyond the political, beyond the, all the hubbubaloo on media and everything else at the deeper levels what do you think is happening right now yeah well you know it's quite possible as you're saying that this is a manipulated vi virus that's possible <laughs> i i wouldn't 
be certain of, about it. It could also be something that has been transferred from some animal, but, but it's also possible. Um, to me, it, that is not the most important issue. It certainly it doesn't really change the, uh, our current situation. Um, but, uh, you know, I look upon, regardless, I look upon this virus not as having come to the world at a random point in time. I, I do think it corresponds to uh, the, the effects of these waves. It's an aspect of a manifestation, if you like, of, uh, of a number of waves. And there is, you know, the, what, what is quantum, what is microcosmic quantum theory? Well, it, it is the theory that from the center of the cosmos, uh, what the Maya would call the place of creation, and there would be other words for this. Egyptians would talk about duat, and uh, uh, there are other words that could be used for it. But from the center of the, of, of, uh, the cosmos, the center of the world tree, there are emanating uh, wave movements. Uh, and uh, one of the most fundamental wave movements is the, the sixth wave. There are nine basic waves because, and, and we know this, the, the Mayan metaphor for these nine waves were the nine levels of, of, of a pyramid. And uh, on one level, there is a shift going on. There was a quantum shift in the cosmos uh, taking place on, uh, in, in the year 2011. And what that meant was that the, uh, the, the wave that had previously been in a peak for about 400 years and had created Western civilization, led especially by uh, um, the United Kingdom and later now the, the United States. The world has been dominated by the West for a whole, what the Maya would call a baktun. But in this kind of quantum perspective, that's not just a result of uh, the, <coughs> the various individuals and their social systems and so forth that have been involved in this. Rather, it's been a, a quantum field that has favored the Western Hemisphere. That's now over. That shifted in, in 2011. And it, <clears throat> the Maya would have said Quetzalcoatl was replaced by its dark twin, the, the Tezcatlipoca. On that particular level, that's what happened. If you look at then the, the, uh, the world in, in terms of this actual virus that's going around there, you find that the United States has about 100 times more deaths per million inhabitants compared to China. So, and, and how would you explain that? I mean, this started in China, so you can't say it hasn't been there. And uh, you, you can't say that mm, people in, in the West then uh, have a 
poorer uh, 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 healthcare system. I wouldn't say that. I have visited uh, hospitals in China, and I don't. They definitely not a hundred times better than they are in in the United States or or in the United Kingdom. So there there is there may be a very very strong effect of this shift in quantum state that now the West no longer will dominate the world. And that will affect people, in, especially in the West. Why the two countries in the world that have, are the, have the most deaths are United States and United Kingdom, exactly those countries that were the benefiter of the previous upturn. And so and you could go on like this and you could, you know, you can actually see that in, uh, in case after case that, with a few exceptions, it's the West that is being hit by this. And it, it, it's not a simple uh, answer to the question, but I, I think people should cons be considering that there is some kind of a, a psychosomatic existential effect of, of the waves that make, you know, that so that uh, people become maybe not more susceptible to, for acquiring the virus in the West, but they have a harder time to deal with it. And part of that, I would say, is, um, yeah, you might also say, I should add to that, is that we're leaving that period of left brain dominance because left brain dominance is linked to Western dominance very, very directly. So, so who would be, and usually we talk about the left brain half as being male. And there you may also wonder why is it that males are uh, much more uh, uh, the, the victims of this particular virus than, than females. It, it sort of fits some kind of a picture. And uh, so they're, they're <clears throat> all, these are indicators, and I could continue with it, but they are indicators that this virus appears in a, in a world that is changing, uh, not primarily because of the virus, but is, is changing because the underlying cosmic quantum field is changing, and that uh, brings significant uh, changes around the world. And uh, I would say, you know, if it were not for a virus, the same kind of shift towards the East, you might say, uh, would be happening anyway, uh, with one way or another. Uh, when you look at this uh, plumed serpent, it, it sort of comes about uh, uh, and it, it, it creates unpredictable effects when it's going down. So uh, this is a, you know, and these, what I'm saying now may say, say, sound dire, and, and I think it is, you know, in, 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 in certain ways. Uh, um, and, uh, but it's not the full story because there are several different waves operating and uh, but i do think you know we, we, the, it's there there is a, some kind of a message in it that whoever today 
tries to hold on to dominance, you know, whether it's left brain, male dominance, uh, uh, Western dominance, or, or so forth, will have a hard time. I, I and, think listening to what you're saying right now, what, what comes to mind as an analogy is if, as an individual surfing a wave, the wave, if you try to dominate the wave, it's going to crash down on you. The only thing we can do is to figure out how to negotiate with the wave and ambulate and use the wave in the best possible way to get us to shore. And I think this is something that for the Western mind is difficult to grasp because we've felt, and I emphasize felt, that we've been the masters of the universe. And the universe, nature, everything is coming down on us right now to really show us in a graphic way that we cannot go on the way we've been going on. There's just no doubt about that. We, we don't have a chance. If, if the earth would let us continue on this way, if the cosmos would let us, we would completely devour and destroy the very habitat that supports our life. So I think coming to grips with that is going to be one of the most important things to come to grips with because probably there's been societies and civilizations in our far historical past that didn't come to grips with that and have destroyed themselves fighting this wave. So I would like to look at this wave as an opportunity to really ride the crest of this wave, trust, and have faith that it's taking us to a, a higher level of consciousness. If we can just sort of surrender to it and at the same time hold on to our power as uh, spiritual beings having this experience. Yeah, very well said. I, I totally agree with you. And, uh, but, but I also want to point out, and, and you implicitly say the, say the same thing, is that we then also have to understand what, what, what is these waves and, and how do they work and what are their effects and so forth. And you might say that a, one problem with the situation in the modern world, and you know, especially then the modern Western civilization, is the fact that this is really the, the we are really the descendants of the only uh, major culture religion that cursed the serpent. You know, if you look at the, you know, still today in China, people like uh, the dragons, they want their kids to be born in the year of the dragon. And so there are many more kids born in, in those kind, kind of years. And if there's a, they have all these uh, festivals with dragons uh, and so forth. And, and if you go to the, to the Maya, the, they would look upon the, the plumed serpent or the Mexican peoples as, as the bringer of creativity and they would welcome the serpent and, and, and so forth. But in the particular Jewish Christian tradition that we go back to, Yahweh, the God in the Bible, curses this, the, the, the uh, serpent. So that has been removed from our understanding, whereas many ancient peoples and, and some remaining uh, peoples of, of today would look upon the, the, 
ebbs and flows of, of uh, historical evolution as a natural part of how the universe works. That sometimes, uh, you know, you can take the, the Hindu god Shiva, who, who was both the creator and the destroyer, and who, who was said to destroy in order to create space for the new to emerge. This is how things were. And so people in, 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 in traditions that have the serpent as a significant entity, they will expect movements, ups and downs, and, and they take it a little bit in their stride. They, they ride the waves rather than what we actually have done to say, this does not exist. We, we are above it somehow. And it's coming back to tell us uh, we're not quite above it. And we're, we're definitely at a time period where we're reevaluating all of the stories we've been told. And I have to, I'm sorry, but I have to ask you this, Carl, and this is gonna take us into a, an area that, that's uh, so much debate and everything else, but I really personally like to get your feedback on this. Like the first emperor of China was supposed to be the offspring of a off-planet reptilian being and an earth woman. Quetzalcoatl was, you know, in that same realm. Then you have Inky that was translated into being the devil. Uh, and it seems like in every culture, written, verbal, doesn't matter, there are stories of off-planet advanced beings coming down and cohabitating with the women of earth, but also teaching us how to do agriculture and set up civilizations and libraries and everything else. How do you feel about that? Well, I think uh, I, don't, uh, I don't interpret it the way many other peoples do, so to speak. I do believe that these waves that we resonate with and our minds are, are imprinted by, they, they have a cosmic uh, origin. They come from the center of the universe. And like the Sumerians, they would refer to that as Anu. The, that's the, the, the creator of the gods even. And so what I do think happened is that, has happened, is that uh, these waves, uh, um, sorry, uh, um, that uh, brought spiritual info, uh, um, inspiration to people. Um, you know, if you if you take the case of Fuji and Nova, the 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 legendary creators of Chinese uh, civilization, they were sometimes pre, uh, presented as having their under the lower parts of their body as being serpents. And so, right. uh, so I look upon it as if, yeah, they, what, what this legendary, they were not physical beings, but they were uh, uh, information brought uh, by wave movements. And this information that uh, inspired the human beings who uh, resonated with the waves to create what we call civilizations. And, uh, the, 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 uh, 5,100 years ago, the beginning of the sixth wave in the, in the Mayan 
mythology. Uh, that, I believe, was the starting point of uh, the cosmic center sending out waves with a new geometry, a structured geometry that people resonated with and started to create a reality quite different from previously. A civili it was civilization, simply, pyramid cities, uh, uh, writing, and so forth, that all come out of having downloaded a new geometry. And so if you look at the tools that these legendary Chinese uh, um, creators of civilizations were, were shown to bring, significant things are the square, which is you know, what you need to have if you are to build a house and a civilization. Or his, his twin sister, Nova, she brings a compass rose, which is the same thing. You divide in eight different uh, sections a compass rose. The, it's, it, what that symbolizes is that when they started to download these waves, the people, the Chinese, then they started to create a, a, a civilization based on all the structure that that particular uh, a, a, a perpendicular quantum state would bring them. And it's the same, I think, with the, if you take the Anunnaki and the, 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 the Arno. Um, Arno, uh, uh, the, the symbol of, of Arno is the Dingir, which is basically just an eight partitioning. Uh, you, you have a cross and then you have a meta di directions. So then you come back to exactly the same thing as they had in China, in Nuva, who had a compass rose. That's what she was bringing. And then these, uh, these waves then uh, would, would change people. And some people would be changed before the others. And that would mean that you know, they, they would become the carriers of this particular uh, new mind, new structured mind, and then they would uh, uh, create children with the women's of the earth, as, as they would say. But I don't think that they were physical beings. Uh, I think all the physical beings in the universe is created from this center of the universe, this uh, place of creation, as the Maya would say, this Anu, as the Sumerians would say, and so forth. So I don't, I don't really, I, I don't really relate to this uh, um, extraterrestrial. If you look upon it as a physical thing, I think it's definitely that the source of creativity, civilizational creativity of, of humanity, that it comes from a cosmic source. But that doesn't mean that I think that these are that there are. Uh, species from other beings come from other planets coming here and, and telling people how to create civilization. I think people here have downloaded the cosmic information directly. Yeah, I, th I think what you're saying right now is the most important and safe thing to think because I see a lot of my quote unquote quote, spiritual friends, uh, some of my religious acquaintances. They're waiting for Jesus. They're waiting for the ET to come down, some advanced race to come down and save us. I think this is squarely on us. And, and I think something to 
maybe clarify too for our three-dimensional linear thinking listeners. I think when you say center of the universe, center of the cosmos, I think we have to keep in mind that that would be like trying to find the center of the surface of a ball. It's nowhere but everywhere. And the center lies squarely within all of us, our cosmos, our galaxy, our, each individual. And if what you're saying is true, yeah. th this brings up an interesting point because if some of those previous waves brought in the compass and sacred geometry and some of the things that we rely on in our world right now, I think what might be coming, if I want to extrapolate this out and let my mind out of its uh, prison for a moment and just take a breath and look at this whole thing, I, I sort of see the silver lining in this possibly being the preparation of a global reset, not only of finances, but of thinking and of spiritual being and the incoming of new information, maybe in, in the, the way of uh, alternative energy systems, because that's one thing that would help save this planet mm -hmm. is a energy system, because we're like a type zero planet where our our planet, we still blow things up and control the explosion and funnel it into heating up steam or something. Uh, th that's such a barbaric way of doing things and running the economy on. But there's got to be a better way. Uh, and that's got to come not from traditional science, because that is going to mislead us and tell us, no, it's impossible. It has to come from within mm -hmm. us. And this is going to pull us into another area, which I'm interested in. I, I microdose occasionally uh, with mushrooms. Just a mm -hmm. you, you don't even feel it. But I, I, it's opened up my mind a lot. It's really helped my memory. Uh, it's, it's given me my imagination, my intuitiveness, uh, a new legs to stand on. And I think uh, if we get into the pineal gland, and we could go back in a little bit of time and realize that for the past decades, the government has been putting uh, fluoride in our water. And we know that fluoride calcifies the pineal gland. And if that pineal gland is responsible for opening up and bringing in new information, it does have to make you wonder why, why are they trying to limit that information coming in? But I think more and more people are waking up and realizing a lot of them through psychedelics, maybe it's my, my uh, social group, but through psychedelics, we are starting to open the doors of perception into other dimensions of thinking and ways of ambulating through this world. What, what do you think about the importance of psychedelics, the pineal gland, and really realizing that we're on the verge of an awakening? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that's something I, I go into detail about in my most recent book, Quantum Science of Psychedelics. And uh, it's one of the more unique aspects of the information I'm providing is the, that to place the emergence of this within the context of the waves of creation. The, in, in other words, it, it it's same thing there, in the same sense as that this virus did not 
appear just as a, at a random point in time. The, the first wave of psychedelics in the 50s and 60s, and then the second wave you might talk about as, as the 90s. They conform to these waves. And um, what's, what's important there is, is that it tells us that they seem to be part of a cosmic plan. In other words, they may uh, uh, help, as you are saying, open up our, our minds. And uh, uh, that's, a, you know, the detail of this, I, I, I will not go into here, but I think it's a, actually it's a fascinating uh, story. Um, I don't look upon the pineal gland exactly as you do. Um, and uh, um, uh, I, I don't think um, that it's a matter of activating the pineal gland in order to open yourself up. Rather, it's about deactivating the structured mind that we just talked about, that civilization with its good aspects, but also with the dominance that comes with the, uh, the, the duality created in that geometry, uh, that, uh, uh, that, is, that particular structured geometric mind is downloaded to our brains in such a way that the uh, pineal gland is the anchoring point from that uh, uh, for that kind of mind. And in order for us to open ourselves up, see other possibilities, have a direct con uh, contact with the cosmos, we will have to actually disengage that mind and disengage it from the, uh, fr from the pineal uh, uh, gland. And that is what uh, um, um, psychedelics actually do. Um, but, you know, the, the, the way I look upon it, I talked about earlier, West is left hemisphere, uh, sorry, uh, uh, yes, West is left hemisphere of the brain and, and East is the, the, the right hemisphere. Uh, that's, uh, that's something that I think is really the reality uh, that we're living in. But, and it, it, because I think the, 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 these waves, they are um, providing the creative waves through a series of steps from cosmos, galaxy, uh, solar system, Earth, and then we are at the bottom end um, at, at, at this point, point in time. And it, <clears throat> what that means is that if you look at the, 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 the pineal gland, it's in the center of our heads. Or, now, that's interesting because that would mean with this whole world view that I'm presenting, that uh, the, that would be a resonance point to the center of the earth. Uh, that's, that's what it would be. And, uh, uh, um, uh, now, there is an interesting aspect of, of this, um, not only this sort of general uh, uh, correspondence between head and, 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 uh, and earth, but it's also the fact that the, 
pineal gland is one of the few uh, bodily organs that actually have crystals uh, and, and they're hexagonal crystals and uh, <clears throat> they're calcite crystals and uh, <clears throat> which is interesting because if you look at the center of our, our, our planet uh, um, there are hexagonal uh, crystals the, the whole inner core of the earth is really a, a, a crystal and so I wouldn't, you know, I would never go to recommend somebody to decalcify their, uh, th their pineal gland because calcium or, or the calcite is really what provides these crystals in the pineal gland. And I believe that they play a significant role in sort of in making the connection with the center of the earth and then go on to the galaxy and, and onto, uh, onto the cosmos, so to speak. So that these, it, it, it's sort of, a, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, like, a, it, it's a point for the, for the waves to tune into, uh, that, that, that's there. So I, it, my view is a little bit opposite from what many people that have been thinking about uh, previously when it comes to the role of, of the pineal gland. I don't think we should activate the, the pineal gland. Uh, I cannot understand that we should decalcify the pineal gland. Rather, what there is to do for us, if we want to open us, uh, ourselves up to a more full understanding of more cosmic uh, resonance, it, it, it is to, to deactivate the mind, which is anchored in that particular um, and then you can understand, you know, if you study the mind as I have presented it as a result of different uh, veils and yin-yang dualities and stuff like that, you can understand that if you deactivate that particular contact, people may become uh, enlightened or experience enlightenment because it's the mind that blocks that enlightenment. And yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing we can totally agree on. You know what I, I like about talking with with you uh, reminds me of I've, I've had some conversations with John Anthony West. He passed away a while yeah. back, but yeah. uh, we had a sort of a common ground with Gurdjieff and Ospensky and we could really have some in-depth uh, conversations. And I noticed when he would disagree with me, he did it in such a, a soft kind of a way. But It'd be like if, if I hold up my cup here and I say, you know what, this cup is a cup and it has a handle, but you're seeing the cup like this and you say, well, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but come over here for a second and look at yeah. this cup. I, I see it this way. And if you can talk to people and embrace uh, conflict and disagreement long enough to come over, like I, I came over and watched through your eyes what you're talking about. And I noticed that it, it's changing a little bit of how I thought, but it mostly gave me a bigger perspective of my ideas and my thoughts. Mm -hmm. and, and I think this is so important in today's world is to realize that we're seeing through the eyes of one perspective of the world. And if we can open up and come over and see through the eyes of other people, it adds another dimension to what we know. And when we yeah. come back to our old perception, 
we find that, yeah, it's probably changed a little bit, but that's okay. We're, yeah. we're on the road to finding the truth, not proving ourselves right, you know? Right. I, I really yeah. respect that about people like yourself, where we can disagree and share points of view and come back and go, okay, yeah, I, I, I sort of see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we have to realize we're in it together. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> now, if we can just get the governments of the world to do the same thing, yeah, that's the world leaders. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. So, where would you like to? Where do you think this is going to take us from here? What, what do you think is our best uh, viewpoint, our perspective of the world that is coming at us right now? How how should we align ourselves with that? Well, uh, you know what what. My basic uh, viewpoint then is really that the the organize the the evolution of ourselves and our world is comes out of resonance with these nine different waves. And I, I, earlier we talked about a couple of waves. I didn't go into detail, but there are waves involved in in the biological evolution. And then we talked a lot about this civilizational wave, 5,100 years of the what used to be called the Mayan long count and the sixth wave. But then there are nine waves, and so there are different uh, waves added to that. And uh, each one of them we develop some kind of resonance with. And each one of them will bring a new perspective, as you're saying, a new way of uh, approaching reality because it's like a new filter with which we uh, uh, see reality. And the seventh wave then on top of the civilization wave was the one that created industrialism and so forth that has been active for about 270 years. And then came the, the, the eighth wave which started in 1999 and essentially brought the digital world and then in 2011 was also activated for the first time in human history, the ninth wave. And since then, since that big shift, it didn't seem to a lot of people that it was a big shift at the time. In retrospect, we will increasingly see that this was a really a fundamental shift that, that happened. But see, at that point in time, uh, the highest of the waves, the ninth wave, the wave with the highest frequency was activated. And that wave is not dualistic. It's not dominated by a geometry that tends to separate. And what that means is that if you look at reality through that wave, you don't you don't, you're not inclined to create separation. And instead, you're inclined to see uh, uh, unity. And um, that's a quantum state. <coughs> Each wave is a quantum state. And so what that means is that in order to get there, you have to make a quantum leap or several quantum leaps. Repeat the quantum leap many times until you feel confident that you have actually attained that perspective given by that, <coughs> sorry, ninth wave. So uh, what I 
believe is, is the way forward is to sort of climb from that wave I talked about earlier that really has been a lot of divisiveness coming out of uh, up to the ninth wave that changes that, that if we download that particular quantum state, our perception of reality will be different. And we won't project separation or dominance onto others or onto ourselves. You know, we won't judge ourselves. To judge yourself is then really to project dominance onto yourself. And then you, that's not inherent in that quantum state. So that in, in very general terms, I look upon it as the purpose of humanity or the destiny of humanity is to attain this le level, to complete the climb to the highest level of the pyramid, to use the metaphor. And, it, 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 and in order to do this, you know, I, I, I would invite anyone who wants to be part of that climb to an event that I'll be having on June 6th with the Patricia Albert, um, where we, um, it, it's 6th of June, and uh, um, maybe you can advertise it in, in connection with this uh, podcast. Um, but the, the thing is that, you know, I will be providing the kind of theory that I'm providing here, um, maybe a little bit differently. And, uh, but she has since uh, around, 2011, since the time when the ninth way was activated, she has developed also a uh, practices, you might say, practical, um, I don't know if I should say exercises, but ways of accessing this unified way of being. So to help people to actually take the quantum step to the ninth way. And uh, uh, so I'm very impressed by the work she's done, and, and it sort of fits in perfectly with the Mayan calendar and, and, and uh, the, f the fact that this highest wave only became accessible about 10 years ago. And um, so that's what, I, you know, that, that's how I look upon it. Um, now, then humanity is faced with a number, as you know, with an... Uh, on, of, of challenges on, on a very physical level. And you mentioned the energy situation and, and so forth. And I don't, you know, th there will not be automatic solutions to those just because there is a shift in consciousness. But I think that to the extent that people make that shift to that highest level of consciousness uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, in the future, uh, the, the physical uh, um, uh, challenges that we'll be creating for ourselves will be less and less. And uh, th that's about as uh, much as, as I'd be willing to go at this point. Well, real quick, like, because we're running out of time, what's the name of this event coming up? And do, uh, they, have, do they have a website? Uh, yeah, well, I can send it to you. Okay. Uh, it's... Uh, we are having it. Uh, I thought I had sent it, but I forgot, apparently. It, it's called uh, uh, um, 
accessing the ninth wave through shared unity. Okay. So um, it's, it, it's, I should just say that it's not just the more of the traditional individual spiritual evolution. It's going to the we stage. Right. It's, it's we that is developing, evolving in the ninth wave. It's not just me who's developing in the ninth wave. Well, like you say, Carl, we're, we're all in this together, man. And um, it, that's how we're going to get out of this or that's how we're going to go down together. Too. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. one, one way or another, because again, real quick, like looking back in history, there seems to be a, a global reformatting of civilization that comes along in waves. And if we're there right now, we, we need to pay attention and realize that this isn't, I don't know if this is really our home or not. We're just here as spiritual beings, but there has to be higher ways of being and manifesting, letting our soul manifest. And I, I think that's what we're all after. We call it different things, the kingdom of heaven or whatever. But I, I, I think it's, I mean, even Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is right here, right now. And I think we're to the point now of, call it desperation or just realizing that we've done everything we can possibly do in in the old sense the patriarchal sense and mm -hmm. we're, we're down to the wire now and, and this me and uh, most of my spiritual friends seen this coming a long time ago but we didn't know it would happen this fast mm -hmm. this way and, and it's right here at our door right now so it's it's time to really wake as many people up as we can and I appreciate your time because I know time is limited. And um, well, thank you. Me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too, Carl. Thank you. Me thank too. You. Okay. We're very much aligned, I think. Yeah. You take care. You too. Okay, that's that's where I'll cut it off. Yeah. And um, just want to say thank you so much, Carl, for your time because I, I know time is so limited in this world, you know and yeah and, uh, this i i have a youtube channel i don't really promote the youtube channel too much because uh -huh. i drive all the people to my podcast on bbs Radio. yeah and, okay um I, I might make this into uh an interview article for the lotus guide magazine if i do i'll send you a link to it and um let Thank you see you. it okay yeah all right you take okay. care and have a you great great day uh you too okay right. bye, -bye. bye my friend <laughs>